Blog Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zdrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, bonjour. In Spain, hola. In Italy, ciao. In Egypt, athen wasalan. In Ghana, akwaba. In Nigeria, peleo. In South Africa, saobona. In Senegal, nangadef. In Kenya, jambo. In Israel, shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, assalamu alaikum. Greetings. And may peace be upon you all.
All right. I'm feeling the vibration and love of our ancestors tonight uh, as we go into making sense of Israelism and refugees. I did have a guest uh, scheduled for tonight, uh, but they had to cancel. So it's just us. It's us. You're the guest tonight. All of my beautiful sisters and brothers who join me tonight, you are my guest. And we can talk a lot about this subject because as we'll find out the true meaning of the word Israel, you're going to know exactly who you are in this battle of truth and lies and deception. It's time for us all to know the truth about who we really are in this battle. But thank you, thank you for joining me this evening. And I want to give a disclaimer. I'm going to be playing a lot of videos, audios and videos. And they are for nonprofit educational purposes only. We don't own the rights, and this is fair use we're applying here tonight, as always, with all of the audios and videos I share. It's fair use because we're trying to educate people. We really come in against all the ignorance, stupidity, prejudices, racism, all of that. We come in against it with knowledge, truth, and wisdom. So thank you, thank you for joining me as my guest. You're my guest because my other guest planned had to cancel. And so we're here to learn about Israelism. Now, this is the name of a documentary that was made last year. At least it was put together. It was put out last year called Israelism. And I'm sure many of you may not have heard about it. And if you have, great. Maybe you can really chime in on making sense out of all of this. Israelism, who is Israel, what is going on with refugees, why? And I'm going to share with you a, a city that is having a wonderful time with refugees. Unlike America, Estados Unidos, who is really having a hard time with these people who just want peace, who just want to get away from the war, and maybe some of them are planted here in the Estados Unidos. We don't know the whole truth, but we just want to find peace with the people who are escaping countries that are fighting and war and killing all that craziness. And so we're going to talk about all that tonight. So you are welcome to participate in this discussion. As I said, I have a lot of audio, a lot of information to share with you tonight. If you're on Facebook or YouTube, just write a comment in and we'll read your comment. If you'd like to call in tonight and uh, let us hear your voice, the number is 215-383-5863. Once you're connected and in, just press 1. And when I see your hand up in the studio, I'll open up your mic and you can share your comments. This subject is so important. I realize more and more as I heard about this documentary, Israelism, it's huge, 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 because what's happening is Jewish Americans are waking up to the truth about who they really are. And all the propaganda and all the news that has pointed them toward that little place over there called Israel in the Middle East, ah, they're waking up to realize, man, nah, that's not who they are. They're not connected to that. <clears throat> so this is such a huge, huge revelation for the world 
as young people especially and even older people are coming out and saying, nah, that's not us, that's not me. So I want to share with you tonight, let me just check, we don't have any hands up in the studio yet, but I'm going to share with you what this Israelism is all about and how important it is in our world view of what's going on, moving us from new paradigms to new realities to truths that we haven't talked. And this documentary is all about the relationship that American Jews have had in the past, the present, and the future with Israel, that Zionist country over there. And it's huge because so many Jewish corporations are running the show in America. And the fact that they're waking up to a new sense of who their identity is is huge for all of us. And it means that we embrace them, embrace them in their awakening to, nah, you're not the chosen ones, honey. There are lots of people who can call themselves the chosen ones. So tonight we're asking the question, are you the chosen one? And I'm going to help you figure that out. I'm going to help you figure it out with some history and information that will make it clearer for you, make sense. It'll help you make sense of all this Israel chosen ones and and they're better than or or, or uh, superior than. We're going to clear up or make sense of all that. And this documentary does just that. So I'm going to play for you, um, first of all, a little a trailer of um, what this documentary is, documentary and see, so that we all are on the same page. It's a trailer that really points out the creative work of the people who put this all together. And that is what is waking up. And the really interesting thing is that um, – the war in Israel, the war in the Middle East is part of the awakening for Jewish Americans. They, Jewish Americans have seen what's going on in, in uh, Gaza, and they said, whoa, wait a minute, what's going on here? It was like a shock to them. It was really a shock. And they woke up, and now they're making documentaries about what they know now for sure. So let me play this. Let me see if this is right. So here's the first trailer information. Some American Jews who come here say, we came to Israel and we left from Palestine. The non-Jewish community does not understand our obsession with Israel. I went to a Jewish day school. Summer camp, organized trips to Israel. Israeli soldiers, they're hot, they're awesome, they're strong. We actually have had quite a few of our former students join the idea. These are kids, these are 18, 19 year olds. Amazing. I told my parents I don't even need to apply to college. I'm gonna just join the Israeli military. 10% of my graduating class joined the Israeli army. We were deployed to the West Bank. I don't think I realized the extent to which what I would come to see on the ground would really shock me and horrify me. 
When people look at the West Bank today and say, this is an apartheid system, it's not just throwing out a word. Palestinians live in day in, day out, without experiencing a day of freedom. You see what non-democracy looks like. What we've been told is that the only way that Jews can be safe is if Palestinians are not safe. The more I learned about that, the more I came to see that as a lie. Within the Jewish community, oh, there's been a striking change. They're really angry at the way they were indoctrinated, justifiably so. When we talk about we're losing the kids, uh, we're not, we lost them. I think they're a little super naive. Anytime you cut against the grain, you're going to catch hell. You are a self-loathing Jew. Go kill yourself. An anti-Semitic Jew. The way that we talk about anti-Semitism isn't about protecting Jews, it's about protecting Israel. How dangerous is that? They will do anything to preserve unconditional support for Israel. The great irony is that there actually is resurgent anti-Semitism. History is not going to judge us kindly. Okay, so that was one trailer, and I think I had the videos and audios mixed up. But as you can see, um, the many, the young people who grew up in Orthodox Israel Jewish families had their, their trip to Israel. They witnessed um, the brutality. They witnessed the murdering. They, they witnessed the destruction of a community in, in the Middle East. And they woke up with big eyes saying, what the heck is going on here? Because it's so horrible. If you watch any of the YouTubes about what's going on in Gaza, and the Jewish community in America, uh, have, they're divided now. They're truly divided on what is their loyalty going to be toward. Is it going to be continuing as they were brainwashed in the past? Or are they going to wake up, stand up, and speak the truth about who, what is really going on in Israel and what's going on? And my guest who I had planned tonight is, was born in Israel. And he happens to be a black man born in Israel who has such a unique perspective that he's going to be on maybe in a couple of weeks. But he's a, busy, he's a physician. He's a teacher. He's a rabbi. He does all these things. And he couldn't be on tonight at the last minute we talked and was like, eh, well, let's just reschedule. But I thought about how important this topic is because we have not really understood what the word Israel really means. We have assumed a lot by the media, by the culture that calls themselves Jews. And tonight we want to go deep and figure out the root of this word Israel and who is really Israel. You might be surprised who the real is. And I'm not talking about um, a community of, of brown-skinned people who say they're the original Jews and all that. We're talking spiritual here because this is soul purpose healing. Everything we learned as children in kindergarten or Sunday school the creator is now bringing us to a level of education, a level of awareness, a level of consciousness that can help us grow and evolve in ways we never expected or never knew. And that's why we call it making sense. 
out of Israelism, a new documentary that is really just giving American Jews a platform to speak the truth about what they brainwashed and and what has dominated their thoughts and their culture and so much more. But tonight we're going to go into the meaning of that word because there this year, last year, the last what three months um, since the the war heated up, let's just say heated up in uh, the Middle East, we have been bombarded with propaganda that has tried to teach us a lie. Basically, we've been told a lie. And I wanted tonight to share some of the truth about just the Hebrew meaning of that word. And I found this great, um, what does the word Israel really mean by a guy by the name of Lou White. Lou White wrote a book years ago um, that um, I read that was so enlightening that that is where I want to dig deep into what does the word Israel mean. And it's not very long. And we're going to just come out of this teaching with an identity of who we really are from the word Israel. It's going to share with us, with the with the world even, who really is Israel. And these American Jews are just leading the journey into a truth that has not been spoken of much in our society. So I want to put on uh, the uh, the video and the audio because what Lou White does is um, gives you some Hebrew background and gives a little lesson on the word itself so that we can clearly see what is meant by that word. And there's so much historical context to that word that we're going to see from the beginning of time what is really meant by the word Israel and who we are in that word and that word in us. So this is Lou White uh, giving the definition of the meaning of that word. Hello, friends. Welcome back. What does the word Israel really mean? The Hebrew spelling of the new name given to Yaqub, they call Jacob, is five letters. It's Yod, Sheen, Resh, Aleph, Lamed. And in Latin letters, it would be generated as Y-S-H-R-A-L. Now, it's simplified that way as Y-S-H-R-A-L. That's the literal letters in in Hebrew. The first letter is a yod, and it's a prefix. Now, to understand what a prefix is, let's, let's carry on here. It means to or toward. And it's joined with a root. Shar, and that's just two letters. It's S-H-R, or S-H-A-R, and it means prince. You've heard of Shar Shalom, the prince of peace. 
and it means ruler, shar. That's the root. See, the word is built around a root. There's a prefix, the root, and then there's a suffix. Let's talk about those things. The suffix is simply two letters, aleph, lamed, and it means all, which is defined as lofty one, referring to our Allah, Yahuwah. Most of the time people see it spelled L, Eli. It's really Ali. It's an A. It's not an E. Otherwise it would be Ayin Lamed. It's Aleph Lamed, the same letter that Abraham's name starts with, or Adam. So we've got the suffix that means basically what people understand is the creator. Uh, it's not a name, though. It's it's more of a title or a pronoun. Words are built using roots, often accompanied by modifying affixes called suffixes and, and prefixes. Or if, from your point of view, if we're reading from left to right, it would be a, a prefix and a suffix at the end, so the root is in the middle. Hebrew is actually written in reverse. It's written from right to left. So that's a little confusing for people when they first see the real writing. The meaning of the word Israel is often confused because teachers mistake or misidentify the, the word roots. They misidentify the root word. For transliterating this name, we should prefer Yishiral and not Yashiral. Yashir, or Y-S-H-E-R, is a root, meaning upright, straight, or smooth. We can miss the meaning or mix the roots if, we are, if we're not careful. Yishiral means to rule with Allahim. To rule with Allahim. It refers to more than only the tribe of Yehuda, because Yaqub, or Jacob, he was the father of all the tribes, not just the Jews, or Yehuda. A lot of times people get that confused also. It includes the offspring of, of Yaqub, and those who enjoined to Yahuwah through the covenant having the sign of the Shabbat or having the sign of the Sabbath for all their generations. That's who we can identify, or how we can identify who Yisrael really is. Thanks for watching. And you might want to re-watch this because it's a little technical, but I think you're going to pick up the real meaning once you understand the, the letters of the name. Talk to you later. good book years ago that I read and it was just full of so much information about Hebrew and the culture and all that but I hope you got what the meaning of the word 
Yisrael, to rule with Al-Hahim, which is the plural form of God or Yahweh, joined through Yahuwah, and he mentions the Sabbath. Now, you, if you know any Jewish uh, family, friends, they love to um, pride themselves that they keep the Sabbath. But then you've had um, Seventh-day Adventists, and you've had Hebrew Israelites, and we've had uh, many cultures who, quote, keep the Sabbath. And so what Lou White is um, suggesting for us, teaching us, is that the word Israel um, identifies a person who keeps the Sabbath and who rules with Al-Hahim or rules with the Creator. This was so enlightening for me to remember my journey in the Sunday school atmosphere and then other religious uh, atmospheres and then Hebrew Israelite atmosphere and uh, a few Jewish uh, relationships and then finally realizing that my Sabbath is every day because the word Sabbath means to rest. And you have a whole culture of people and religions who use the Sabbath to identify who they are. And that's what Lou is suggesting, that we have cultures. And, and in fact, when I went to Israel, I, I went to Israel about 15 years ago when my former husband was working there with Delta Airlines. He was a, a mechanic. So he was there for a whole – or he was actually there for two weeks. So I went over, run over there right after him. I got bumped off a plane. I finally went to, through Paris, and I, I, um, I got to Is- Tel Aviv right at the end of a Friday, where the whole Tel Aviv Israel was shutting down for the Sabbath. Okay, so when you go to Israel, the whole city shuts down. Nothing's open. You can't eat. You have to. You find or you prepare. They prepare for the Sabbath by closing everything down and you whatever if you're going to eat you have should have had it um before the the sundown friday and then all of of shabbat or saturday uh everyone's resting not eating and then saturday evening everything opens back up when the sun goes down saturday everybody comes out goes to and your people are eating after sundown and people are up late at night for uh, saturday because sabbath is over and so my journey has been one of coming into a, a daily Sabbath. And I used to um, attend a, a congregation where we worshipped on the Sabbath. We had we saw all day. I've been to Seventh-day Adventist congregations where it was an all-day thing on Saturday. I mean, you go in the morning, you go take a, a break, come back, and you're there all day. And then in Jewish congregations, Kabbad organizations, Sabbath is like an all-day thing, and then all the holidays are kept. And then um, in the Hebrew-Israelite community, all-day Shabbat, even starting Friday evening, uh, uh, you're studying, studying, studying what? The Torah, of course, which is uh, the Torah, the Bible, the New Testament, so to speak, the, the first part of the Bible, right? So... As I've journeyed in this soul purpose healing, and that's what I want all of us to talk about tonight is 
Where are you on your soul purpose here? Why are you here? What are you here for? Are you here to rule with Al-Hahim, rule with Creator, rule with Yahweh? Or are you just traveling through and doing what you want to do? Uh, And are you joined through the Creator's energy, the Creator's love, the Creator's mind, even taking on the mind of Yahushua? Why are we here? This is the... This is how we make sense of Israelism. It's real. This documentary that has has uh, taken American Jews to a whole new consciousness. It's like so amazing to me that American Jews, for the most part, and mostly young people, Jewish Voices for Peace, they have ta- they became totally conscious about what's going on in that little country over there called Israel instead of being um, uh, more aware of the journey that we've all been on, the journey we've all been on to come to know who we are as Israelites. And the, again, the definition being that of ruling with, not against, the Al-Hahim or the Creator's energy, the collective body of spiritual angels ain't ministering, 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 ruling, 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 having a sense of leadership, having a sense of authority, if you will, on this planet and not being uh, smoothed around uh, and moved around and moved around and moved around in a way that you're lost confused and don't know what's happening. And that's where a lot of Jewish Americans have been, just being pushed around by the wind. You need to go to Israel. You need to be there and, 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 and protect um, the country. You need to do this. Um, but they are awakening to the Zionist government that has dehumanized Palestinians. So this is like our introduction to making sense of why they made this documentary called Israelism. And then we're going to talk a little bit about refugees. What, it has, what the creation, because of what, what they saw as horrific and terrible, and now the consequences, we have refugees all over uh, this, this earth even, not just from Israel, but from every war-torn country we have. Um, refugees created, migrants created, and many of our, um, our our receivers of refugees and migrants, they don't know what to do with them. But I found a, a country in um, Italy that has having an easy time, and they welcoming the refugees. There's no struggle. And I'm like, why is it that we in America are struggling with this? And then somewhere in is in Italy, they're loving it. They're they're opening their arms. Well, you're gonna see why it's so easy uh, for a country in Israel or a city in in Italy to have plenty of room for refugees. Why do refugees, whether it's Congo or uh, the Middle East, people leaving because of war? Okay, so I have, uh, I think, uh, let's see, Naima Latif, my executive producer, uh, and she's going to play commercials. I'm not sure 
let's see, studio phone. I'm not sure what phone number she's on. Let's see, maybe it's this Unmuted. one. Unmuted. 347-498. Yep, I think that's it. Your mic is. That's you? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Figuring this out. All right. Hi. And you All have right, a call. So I'm going to let her play a commercial. Yeah, okay, great. Thank you. Okay. All right. So we're going to hear a commercial break from our executive producer of The Female Solution. Do you want to live in a world without war? Join our global peace movement. Heavenly Culture World Peace Restoration of Light transcends culture, religion, ideology, and other boundaries to achieve peaceful harmony in the global society. HWPL is committed to bringing world peace and cessation of war through peaceful dialogue between religious groups. I am Director Shin Suk Kim of the HWPL Chicago branch of North America. Join us for our next gathering. Call 773-580-1501 and be a part of the movement for world peace. Email us at chicagohwpl at gmail.com. Oh, man. God sent the monthly sun bill today. This sunlight is really expensive, especially during this season. I'll probably have to work overtime to pay it. Well, you better pay it on time. We don't want the sun to go out, and we're sitting up here all day in the dark. Wouldn't it be terrible if God charged us for sunlight? Well, thank God, the light and heat from the sun is free. So why are we paying such high bills for the energy we use in our homes? Because we don't know how to use solar energy, the free energy from the sun. You can convert your regular home to a solar energy home and save tremendously on your electric bill. Take a look at your electric bill. Wouldn't you like to reduce or possibly even eliminate that cost altogether? Let one of our solar consultants show you how. Call today, 312-849-3456, and schedule a free consultation. That's 312-849-3456. I'm Viata, your Holistic Life Coach. These days, it's more important than ever to work on your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Are you consciously breathing deeply in stressful moments? Do you have a plan or daily routine to maintain balance in your awesome body? Are you struggling to be disciplined in your eating habits? When you partner with me, I'll help you develop a personalized health plan that works for your particular lifestyle. You can find out more about me at yourholisticlifecoach.com, where you can also review my three-step protocol to guide you to abundant health. That's yourholisticlifecoach.com, and I'm Viato. And 
to give us a comment or a word. And then I'm going to read these very interesting comments in Facebook. Go ahead, Naima. Seven seven three four eight three. Your mic is open. Hello, this is Kofi. Hey, Kofi, how are you? Bless. My daughter Heather just showed me her first tattoo. It's uh, an inner, inner, uh, inner spirit uh, symbol. So I'm happy about that. Uh, but the Chinese man on, we're 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 under a global exodus. Everybody wants to move, move around. We just that just been like that for centuries. But the issue that the governments are having, even in America, all the states are coming together saying these people are coming here illegally. Now, if I go to Africa, I gotta get a visa. If I go to China, I gotta get a visa. And this is really the issue: leaving religious uh, control for freedom, economic opportunities. So I want you to discuss the issue of legal invasion or, or legal visitation versus non-legal invasion. Uh, and is, do you think that is really the core of the issue that we have here in the state and abroad as well? Did you hear that? Yeah. Thank you for Did that. You're talking about we've been in a global invasion. Is he still there? Yes. Uh, I, I don't like to call it an invasion. It's an invasion when it's illegal, but it should we okay. should establish. We should establish those laws are established where, I mean, these people coming to America is fine, but no ID, no fingerprinting. Uh, five migrants to beat up a police officer in New York. Now they're arresting all of them. And so the problem is when you come illegally, non-identified, I just got a, uh, uh, one of my migrants rang my doorbell asking to show, show the lot of snow and ask her for money. And they're doing it all over. This is scary. So I'm not saying it's globally yet because it's going on everywhere. China is moving to Africa and Africans are coming here. And even African uh, black people are moving to Africa. They're moving to Russia. They're moving all over. But they have government legal status where you have to fill out those legal forms to enter so we know who you are. You know what I mean? You don't want right. to just let anyone come here who has backgrounds and and checks. And you see on the internet now, everybody's like preaching peace. You know, you know, we need we need peace because we're we're seeing strangers everywhere. Okay, uh, so we're Susie, mm-hmm. tonight. We're not going to talk. We're not going to solve the migrant problem in America tonight. We really want to just talk about um, why there's a a move by American Jews to disconnect from the Zionists. This is huge for them because we can help, we can join with them in celebrating this disconnection from the the murderous 
egotistical psychopathic Zionists. That's what they're doing. And then as a of result course. of all the war we're seeing, mm-hmm. we create, they've created migrant refugee situations. So we want to make sense of why is, on a spiritual level especially, why is all this taking place? What's the divine Please. purpose for all this action? American Jews who grew up in an Orthodox family, loving Israel, promoting Israel, defending Israel, and now they're like, oh, what's happening? When they saw how horrific the treatment was of Palestinians, that's what woke them up. It took it took the visual uh, uh, visual presence of horror mm-hmm. and murder, suffering in their lives. To wake them up to the re- reality that those Zionists are not us. That's not who now, I want to what, be. What, what's the what's playing field that they're on? It's called Gaza, right? Right. Well, that's one playing field. There's more than one. Okay. Well, well Gaza it was an ancient empire. Uh, even in Egypt, they built the bridge for the water. Ethiopia is fighting. You're going to cut off all water. So they have masses of issues that you and I really don't know. And they'll just blame it on past issues. But there's other underlying things. People are trying to get access to more. These colonizers, these Zionists, you know, they want to hold them down, make them submissive, bring uh, some type of order and say, no, we are running the country. You need to stay in your place. And everybody wants more. They cut your water off. They do everything else. So it's people seeking better opportunities, but the bottom line is seeking better treatment. Okay, and right, I think that's right. what's really going on. Uh, getting away from uh, identities, seeking some type of freedom, seeking some type of some type of self-preservation, feeling like you can control your lives. And we all are going through this. Yeah, exactly. So that's where we are coming together. That This is the whole purpose of the show tonight, realizing how united we are in this struggle to, as we question. We are questioning everything we've learned as children, as young adults. This is the question. Many of us are seeing for the first time the horror of Gaza and Palestine and how the are trying to rule in that land and take over. In fact, I had a, a, a video I watched. Why uh, Israel is how Israel is planning to annex Gaza to uh, their, 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 to Tel Aviv and all the, and, and run a, a canal through there. There's been so much planning uh, to destroy uh, the Palestinian people, their land, and all that, so they that the Zionists can have access to that land. That we are, but the the American Jewish community, uh, conscious uh, spiritual communities, we're all waking up to question. Question. That's that's all we're doing right now, Kuthi. Is we we have to start questioning and not accepting everything we learned when we were children. That's that's the big. This is the big consciousness rising right now. Is we are starting to question everything we learn and start determining, coming together as a human family who doesn't want the war anymore, 
Because what is the, the war is creating refugees, whether it's Venezuelans you know, coming to South America or uh, Ghana, uh, uh, Congo, Congo, Congo residents coming from Africa, going to Italy or wherever. We are tired of the wars. And this is why we're, we're doing this conversation. Now. We want to start questioning war and questioning why well, we have refugees. There has been there, there has been new leadership, old leadership. Okay, the Word of God yeah. says, when the leaders are wicked, the people mourn. When you have righteous leaders, the people praise. So we've noticed right. a new leadership, a new regime coming in, keeping this old, dusty way of life, and people are recognizing that. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know they're recognizing that. So I understand that. And it's like we all have uh, kind of a, a, a mutual connection to that where I, at, and at the end of the day, I tell myself I'm not to blame, but maybe I can be a solution, but I'm not, I'm not to blame of it. I didn't cause it, okay? And so right. I can only be a voice. And I can I'm, only be a voice of reason, you know what I mean? But I'm not right, to blame. Who's who's to blame? Who's to blame for this? Who's to blame? Ideologies, uh, religious control, uh, um, pressures being called just a, just a wherever they call themselves. You know, it, it's just all it's all coming to a head now. And I believe. Yeah. You know, even Biden is getting ready to, to join join this war. They got troops ready. This war is all over the world. And the whole citizens of America, even the politicians are saying, see, stop, you know, stop, stop shooting. Right? Stop shooting. Right, and right. And let, 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 let's talk it out. Let's bring up new yes. leaders and talk it out. We don't need killing children. We don't need all this massive killings because it's only putting blood on people's hands to continue this degradation in the future. So that's that's my that's my thought of it. Then. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Kufi. And that's what we're here. We're here to share our thoughts about all this um, Israelism Israelism documentary that is questioning, American Jews are questioning their relationship with the Zionists and questioning whether it's anti-Semitic to uh, disagree with uh, the Zionists, questioning do they need to uh, defend Israel at every turn, questioning. That's what we all, and we can join our our American Jewish brothers and sisters and, and say, yes, yes, we agree, we agree. No, we don't need any division in this area any longer. We are ready if we are consciously aware that this is a good thing. This war has brought about a rise in consciousness in the people that can really make a difference in changing the minds of Americans. Now, I want to read some comments here before I go to the next caller here. Thank you, uh, Kufi, for those thoughts, uh, because you, along with many other people, especially in the Chicago area, are really questioning what the hell's going on with all these migrants and how come nobody planned for this? 
How come we didn't figure out how much room we were going to, if we were going to have enough room? Well, because our lead, let's, as Kufi brought out, our leadership is totally psychopathic, insane, uh, out, of, out of their minds, in my opinion. They're not thinking through anything. All they're thinking about is money and ego and so much more. But let me read some of the comments here on Facebook. Good evening. Uh, Naima Latif says, good evening. Isn't it interesting that the real meanings of these words are never connected to anything about war or domination? Absolutely. If we look at the root of words, the etymology of words, that's when we can begin to question what people are pushing as their propaganda for, quote, like Israel. Nah, that's why this documentary, Israelism, is such a great name because it causes it should help motivate us to question everything we've learned up until now. Now, Craig is going uh, into the language uh, part of it, and I'm going to read this and then just give my own summary of this. Uh, he says, I'm going to disagree with the man breaking down the root of the word, Israel, Arabic being Hebrew's sister. Arabic being Hebrew sister, and I think I got that, Arabic being Hebrew. He's going to break down the Arabic word, I guess. I'm going to clarify that. The first letter of Yisrael, he's right, Yisrael. It's not Israel. It's In Hebrew, it's Yisrael. So it's the first letter is a Yud or Yah. Second letter is Sin. This is Arabic. And lastly is Ra with Il being the suffix, meaning which is a masculine pronoun, meaning him, he, Isra is in the Arabic is a word used to describe a vessel. Second, it is a chapter of the Quran, meaning night journey, but it also means one who loves. Now, that is really interesting. I don't speak Arabic, but I studied Hebrew. And so when we're looking at the word Yisrael, that's a Hebrew word. But Craig has knowledge of even the Arabic meaning if you look at it in the Arabic. So um, this is something that we could go further into but uh, I'm going to keep going because I, I know that with, with Hebrew, what I have come to study, if you know the meaning of each letter, every 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet has a meaning. And the way you define a word in Hebrew is you look at the meaning of each letter, bring it together, and it will help you understand, understand the meaning of that word. So uh, Craig also says, Naima can confirm this being a chapter of the Quran, Al-Isra, or the night journey. Uh, he says, pardon, using the dark to move. Okay, so I love that, Craig. Thank you, Craig, for um, uh, 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 suggesting that even the, the Hebrew uh, meaning of that word, you can go deeper into Arabic. But it certainly doesn't mean you're the chosen ones and you get to kill everybody in your in your neighborhood. That's for sure. That's what this is. What the the documentary Ishmael Israelism is about: wakening up to who are the Israelites and what is their their journey in this documentary from Orthodox family and and being brainwashed totally. Uh, they're waking up to like we got to re- redefine everything. So Craig brings in, yeah, we could redefine this in Arabic. We could also uh, look at just the word itself. But my uh, uh, teaching and understanding from a Hebrew perspective is that Yisrael, El is the word for God in Hebrew. El stands for God or Yahweh. 
in in the uh, understanding English translation. So Yisrael, as he broke it down, is uh, if you have to, well, you would have to use El meaning Creator or God or Yahweh. Yisrael could mean to rule with God or or joined through Yahuwah. Either way, it's about unity with the Creator, not division. So um, when we talk about who is Israel, you are. If you're in unity with the Creator, if you are joined with Yahuwah in your journey and your purpose, this is soul purpose healed, you're on a, on a, a journey to be one with the Creator, to be joined, to rule over this, this uh, area, your nation, your land, your family. You are Israel. That's my point tonight is, these uh, American Jews are just the beginning of the redefinition, redefining of who everybody is, uh, who every soul is when they come into the consciousness that they are ruling with creator. And Empress Regina says, behold, to behold, beautiful ones. Yes. Again, we're going to be redefining Israel in so many ways. Craig has given us a more Arabic definition uh, Empress, behold, to behold, beautiful ones. If you are ruling with Al Hahim, that means wholeness. Thank you, uh, my queen Empress. Uh, that's a beautiful way to look at it. Uh, to be whole, ruling with the Creator is a consciousness thing. It's a mind thing, and it's a being thing inside of. It. It's an internal inner standing. Who who am I inside here? I'm a ruler. I'm ruling over my stomach, my pancreas. Uh, all the organs in here are, are part of the kingdom, and I'm ruling over it. And who who put this kingdom together? Creator, Yahweh, God, Elohim, however you want to call the the energy of love that put this of love together. And then Craig says uh, Arabic, problems, Mishakir, Hebrew problems, Mushigana, sisters, Mushigana. I know that word, and then and then okay. So um, Zelda says, "Grand evening, great goddess, behold, honored to be in the class." So Zelda uh, had a journey as well in the Hebrew experience. So she might want to share some things that she's learned in understanding, understanding who Israel is, because we walk through uh, our young life being, quote, Hebrew Israelites because we were studying, serious studiers, students of Hebrew, the language, the lifestyle, the culture. And now at my age, I realize so much more about the Sabbath. As I said, Sabbath is a daily thing for me. I'm, I'm in peace. I'm in breath with the creator ruling over my temple body. This is the key for us tonight to see in the word Yisrael is a rulership, a unity, as we're all talking about here, a unity, a rulership, a joining together with creator. And the kingdom is inside of us, the tongue, starting from the tongue, the org, all the organs. This is all a kingdom in here. Are you ruling over your kingdom or is someone else ruling over this kingdom? Then you are not Israel. If you if someone else is ruling over you and your king your your body your mind 
and, and making decisions for you in a way that, yeah, you shouldn't be like the American Jews. You should be loyal to the, the Israel government, the Zionists. They're not Israel. They're not even Israel. And they're waking up to that reality. They are not Israel if they're following those Zionists over there. So we've got another caller here. Uh, please uh, raise your hand. Press one if you have a comment, if you want to bring in your own definition of Israel, because it is a vast and diverse way uh, to identify who we really are. Israel encompasses uh, who all of us are if we have the consciousness to define ourselves in the way that we are moving over a kingdom. And that's the way I'm seeing it, and you might have differ with that. So let me open, go to the mic or the phone seven zero six two zero two. This is uh, Brother Kwame Sunhorse. Your mic is open. Good evening, Sister Viata, and good evening, my brother Craig, and to all the Soul Purpose Healing family and Kofi also. Grand evening, thank you. Yeah, and, you know, I came in late now because I was on another show and they were talking about black history. And, you know, this is the, the, the charge. Everybody thinks that this is a great time to talk about who we are in the world. Right. The part that, I, but, but the part that I'm hearing, and you say and you watch the, the documentary on Israelism. No, I haven't. And I haven't watched it. I played the trailer. I played the trailer at the beginning so people could get an idea who made it, how it was made, and what it's about. But I have yet to watch it because it's not available uh, everywhere yet. But yeah, I saw the trailer. And in fact, on Democracy Now, that's where I got most of the information about the documentary because she, if you know, if you've watched Democracy Now, she interviewed the director, producer, writer of the show, and some of the people who are in the documentary. Right. And, you know, the thing that we have to look at when we look at language and we look at words, words, as it says in First John, in the beginning was the word and the word was God. The word was God and the word was with God. And the part that we're looking at in, in overstanding words is words have power. And anytime yes. you see words, anytime you see words with ISM on it, you have racism, sexism, alcoholism, whatever yes. the ism is on the word, it demeans, in my own interpretation, is the ill sick mind. Because whatever they put that at the end of, it's to create an ill sick mind. And this ill right. and Israel is creating an ill sick mind because you know Dr. Francis Cress Wilson said to us a long time ago, Semitic only means half black, half white. So what you're looking at is a people that have defined themselves as to be the quote unquote chosen ones because they they say that they are the chosen. Is God doesn't have to make choices because he created everything. So where do you get this, this narcissistic thinking to say that you are a special being that has to have certain things that only you, as this quote-unquote lesions to religion, have to be granted this? This is not the same thing because, you know, I always tell people the sun comes up from the east every 
morning, every new day, the sun rises. It does not pick out. It's only going to shine on Israel. It's only going to shine on Turtle Island. It's only going. No, it shines on all of it because the thing of it is, is that's the Creator's divine love. That's the Creator's divine love that He brings light to all that He has created, so it can be seen. And we turn as this world turns, and then comes the night. So one follows the other. And this is the part that we're having is, is that how do you as a human being, as male, in saying that you are God or you have been chosen to do and take life? Because when you go back to the Bible, Eve was to deal with birth pains. That means that she has to have a cycle that she spills life blood from her body every 28 days. Man didn't have that ability. So what did, he, what did Cain do to his brother Abel? He spilled his blood because that's war. Man spills blood because he doesn't create life. He destroys life. Man creates war in order to take life. Revenge is mine, says, in that Helios book, says, revenge is mine, said the Lord, and in his commandments it says that you should not kill. What gives you the right to, because you're an Israeli, you want to kill a Palestinian, or you are a white person, you want to kill a black person, or you're a Chinese and you want to kill a Japanese. You don't have that right because you did not have the power to create life. You are part of the life existence of the creator. Man is, is out of order. Thank you. And, and you, thank you for reminding us of the ism defined as an ill sick mind, which is the point that the creators of this documentary are making, that there has been an ill sick mind in their own upbringing they have come to realize, these American Jews have come to realize in their own upbringing, they have been part of an ill, sick mind. This is the whole point of, um, of, the, make, of the guy who made to put this together to say this has been a sickness, basically. And let me play uh, another trailer. It's a little shorter than the other one. This is another trailer that demonstrates um, – the the creativity I, I'd like to say creativity in this documentary to share um, the personal journey of people who were brainwashed and they finally woke up to the brainwashing because of all the suffering that they saw in in Gaza. It this this is reminding me that everything is not good, bad, wrong, right when it brings us to a new awakening in our in our ch- and changes our mind as to what we need to look at differently. And that's what this, this documentary is going to do for probably many people is to help us see and question everything that we've ever learned. The non-Jewish community does not understand our obsession with this. Israel is Judaism and Judaism is Israel. 10% of my Jewish high school joined the Israeli army. The first time I've been to the United States, Jewish Americans would tell me things like, we like you, 
but we don't like Palestinians. Even though I'm the only Palestinian, they know. But then you come to realize that they know nothing about Palestinian Palestinians or have no idea about what Palestinians are going through. When you go there, you see what non-democracy looks like up close. What we've been told is the only way that Jews can be safe is if Palestinians are not safe. The more I learned about that, the more I came to see that as a lie. They're really angry at the way that they were indoctrinated, and justifiably so. They don't want to see the cycle of hate perpetrated even by Jews themselves. There is an emerging awakening within the American Jewish community. Human will can change things. And so I'm, I'm just, I want everybody to try and see this documentary because then you can have a conversation with your Jewish friends who are not awake because there, our government is full of Zionists. In fact, I just wish we could just wipe out all the D.C. Uh, senators and Congress. They just uh, approved, or let me just put it this way, this new guy in the, in the show of, of a crazy or warmongers Johnson put something on the table of, in the way of hundred billion dollars, some crazy amount billion dollar, to give money to Ukraine and to give money to Israel for whatever purpose, and then a little money for the border. You know, they they got this. They always put together pack this psychopath and warmongering government we have. They put the pack together a little package. They can give some crumbs for the border problem, but we're going to give a lot of money to Israel and Ukraine and continue the genocide. Our government is so complicit and is so full of blood on their hands that it's almost scary, but it's an awakening for us, too, to realize we need to wipe out them all, wipe them all out. Anybody up in Washington voting for this crazy bill, more money to Israel, these are the Zionists that the documentary is talking about woke, woke them up to the reality that something needs to change. They're questioning everything. So uh, Craig in Facebook says, massive shout to Kwame and, and, and Putu We Sonka Wakan. Okay, that's some language that I'm not familiar with, <laughs> a.k.a. Kwame Sunhorse. Thank you, Craig. And he says, son... On put on petu we horse chunka walking. Great, I love it. Sounds beautiful. Sounds musical. So we're talking tonight about the deception that's coming out of this um, documentary, and then the refugee problem that it this whole war has, war situation war mindedness. See, these people are, are so ready. In government, I'm talking about the people in our running, the leaders running our governments all over the world. <clears throat> They're so ready to drop bombs everywhere and then not even uh, planning for migrants moving into other areas that don't even have room for them. So I found this beautiful, uh, I'm not sure, Naeem, I don't know if you wanted to, um, if you have wanted to take a, a commercial break. Um, press one and I'll open up your mic. Uh, okay, we got another caller. Let me take this other caller before I go um, to this. I found a city in Italy that was like an, a utopia for refugees. 
And it's just such a great example of how you place refugees. It's like as long as we've got people dropping bonds, moving people out to create a, a, a river or whatever, a, a canal, there's a, a lack of planning, a lack of, of awareness as to what are we going to do with these people? How are we going to – because we got a mess in Chicago, in New York, and many and some other cities. And then let's not even talk about the Texas border. There's just so much going on that needs to be restudied, rethought. But let me go to the phones. Uh, we've got a caller, 267-249. Um, Your mic is open. Hey, Shalom. How are everybody doing tonight? This is Prince, Prince Israel. Hello, everyone. Thank you, Prince. Nice to have you here. Yes, yes. Nice to be here. Nice to be in the land of living. Nice to have yes. those blessings <laughs> with us. I um, I'm, I'm listening to the call tonight, but what the reason why I asked to be heard is because I wanted to address that issue that that brother, the last speaker, was was speaking on about a chosen people and what gives us the right and all of those things that sets us apart from everybody else in the earth. But then he went, as he went further in his conversation, he mentioned those people in the land of Israel, speaking about the Europeans. And I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if he understands that those people are the imposters and not the original people. They hold on to the title of Israel, but they're not the biblical children of Israel. I didn't know if he understood that. So I just wanted to clarify that. And um, as far as us having to verify that we are the chosen people, we don't have to. They already did. Every nation on the earth oppresses us. Why? Everybody oppresses us. What is the reason why they do that? And it's beyond just the color of our skin. That's just an identifier to like to like to own men to the person. But the reason why we have been chosen by the creator is because of who we are and what possesses us to live, meaning our soul, the essence that we obtain, that we have. It's not like anything else or anyone else on the planet. Although we all walk in the flesh, that's the physical portion, but that essence that's invisible is of the most high himself in a different magnitude than everyone else is. And that's what the book is all about. That's what the book explains. But that's where a lot of people with the carnal mind doesn't see and don't understand. We are set apart from all the nations on the earth. They tried to destroy the black people on the planet. Many years ago, they tried to destroy us. They, they took us through all types of beatdown, depression, starvation, castrations. Every nation has had the opportunity to destroy us. And we're still here. We're still throbbing. Had that experience taken place with any other nation of people, it would be extinct right now. And that's according to the white man, the European man's history. He'll tell you that. He did the research. He studied. And he learned that. And he shared it with the rest of the world. They don't know how we're still here. And it's nothing but the blessings of the creator has got us here. So, yeah, we, 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 we different. We're very different. We are special and we are sacred and we're not like anyone else on this planet. So I just... Is my mic open? 
Yes, 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 brother. it is. I, I'm going to let him, Kwame, respond to that. I don't think he meant that the, he wasn't saying the people in uh, Israel were the chosen, but let, I'll let him respond to that, Kwame. And he's correct. It's about those Europeans that have now identified themselves as that. And the part that I'm speaking of in that melanated, you know, and he's speaking to, I, I believe, He's speaking to the melanated people of the belief system of Judaism that have been, you know, persecuted on this planet. And there are many. There are not on this turtle island any of the people of once upon a time were nations here that are no longer in existence. So the persecution on this planet has been by design of of certain chosen ones that think that they're chosen to be the destroyers of humans. And Mm -hmm. so what we've seen in our story of the existence of, you know, these belief systems and these people that believe in this system have seen, but we have people that before any colonizer came onto their land, were living in balance and harmony with nature and the creator and provided for very well that they existed until you had these invaders. So we have to look at the timeline of our existence and see where did these, these, these atrocities begin? Where were the people that said that they have the right to be this specific being over other human beings because that's why I gave the example. The sun comes up and shines on everything on the planet. God does not make a choice. He does. He does not make a with – with the sun – I'm giving the sunlight. <laughs> I'm giving the example of the sun. No, we're on the same page, brother. We're on the same page. Okay. But the creator does make a choice, and this is the choice that he's made. The Europeans have to hide from the sun. The sun will give them okay, cancer. I, it will kill them. So it's just a distinction. When you speak, you, 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 I understand that we, we speak in the same language, but it appeared as if you didn't fully understand. Like, like when you just said about the indigenous people here, we are the indigenous people here to these Americas. And we lived in peace way before the Europeans came over here. That part I totally agree with you, but I don't know if you understand that we were the indigenous people here, not just in Africa, but here as well. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm very much, I'm very much in, in alignment, and, and I right. thank you. I'm very much in alignment with what you're saying because I say that we should not be saying black, African American. We are indigenous Turtle Islanders. Indigenous Turtle Islanders, because there were nations here. Whole civilizations existed on this just turtle island before any European came out of a cave. So, yes, we're in total agreement, but it's the invasion and the, the, the narcissistic lack that these people have of seeing ones who have been gifted and they don't know how to perceive their own ability to create their own. That's the challenge. Yes. Well, the only way that we can combat that is that we have to unite and come together and work together to help each other. If we do that, then no matter what they do, they can't stop us. 
They can't slow us down. They can't get in the way. The problem is we have too much hatred for ourselves. Once that changed, we don't have any enemy because nobody could stand against us. You're you're correct. And if there's no enemy within, your enemy outside of you can't harm you. This is why it has been already evaluated that it's been by mental side. This is why I said the ism. It's the ism that puts on the word race. When you put ism on it, it's the ill-sick minds that think they are a better race than the other one. It's only yeah. one human beings on the planet. We, the concept of all of this language has been created in order to dominate one over the other. And these are the lesser of the melanated because there are more people of color on the planet than they are of not color, and this is their fear. Because they're just a, a, what, what they call a, a, a recessive gene. They're just a defective African. This is true. I'll tell you I, what. I, 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 may, may I? Go I'll ahead. Tell you, my apologies, sis. i tell you what, though. you got to give them credit, man. they got a lot of pride in themselves, and they stick together, and they do what they got to do as a family, no matter what their differences are. And if we can get past that level, we'll be excellent in this earth. Those are the type of things we need to achieve within our own people. So, you know, our, our problems, they lie deep. But people like yourself, yeah. we need to put our minds together and, and put forth effort, put in the work to make these things happen where change can come in this lifetime for our generation right now and spew into the future And this is why I'm, I'm Sharing with you brother and I thank you for, for chiming in Because each one teach one We have the, the Knowledge what we have to do is Share it and stop being generational Thieves yes we were been Miseducated but now We have learned that in Deuce Parade We're bringing out the greatness that We were born with within us that's why I said if there is no enemy within you, once you learn where the enemy is, the enemy has to first get in, and if, that, if, if it festers and grows in you, then you're your own worst problem. Yep, I totally agree. And, and, and by the way, Prince, your, your land might be called the Kwame's land, who, who both of you all, where, where, again, is your land that you're developing, Prince Israel? Uh, we're we're in Sparta, Georgia, on Beulah and Highway. You're right close, cause I'm in Eatonton. I'm Eatonton. on Lake Oh Tampere. yeah, yeah, it's not too far. Yeah. Right, I know. When you say Spartan, I know, cause Greenwood, Sparta, you got Sanderwood. Uh, what is it, Sandersville? Yeah. Sandersville is where Honorable Elijah Muhammad was born. Eatonton okay. is where Alice Walker was born. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I drive through Eatonville all the time. Eatonton. I drive to yeah. Eatonton all the time. So it's a pleasure meeting you, my brother. Yeah. Thank you, and you also. Everything is yeah. in divine order. And, you know, there's a reason for this because that is something you're economically stable when you say it. My land. My land. That gives you the foundation of your economic wealth. That's what the, the, the whole part of what they've been doing in invading, taking other folks' land. 
the basis of all economics start with land. That's true. And, and that's the, I think Prince Israel community is living the true meaning of the word Israel because they are ruling over not just the land, earth land, but over their own body, having the mental uh, wellness, health, healthy minds, healthy bodies, healthy land, ruling with the most high in this earth to bring about what? To bring about glory for the most high, to bring about a, a, a beautiful uh, representation on the Gaia, on Mother Earth, that shows who we are as a people. And if everyone comes together with that mind, then that to me is Israel. But you, we've got so much division of what that should look like, but um, Prince Israel is developing a community that is Israel in the flesh, in the mind, in the spirit, in every way. And, and, and I'm glad that... The key word is spirit because it's spirit, mind, yes. body. You have to unify. You have to be. That's where the connection with the creator. That's where he's speaking about the chosen. When you understand you're spiritually connected to the creator, then you put it into the mind that helps the body to do what is necessary on the body of, of what we call planet Earth or Mother Earth. Yeah. We are the order. That's the order. Yes, and and so again, the the Israel Israelism documentary is just a beginning of a people waking up that have had the ism, the ill sick mind, thinking they were the chosen ones, thinking uh, you know we got to we can kill gods and we can kill anybody we want because we're the chosen ones. But this documentary is the beginning of the the consciousness coming out of that ill sick mind. So that's why I'm, I'm, we're talking about that tonight. And then I want to go into refugees because um, if you have people, for instance, who wanted to come to Prince's land, they couldn't come if they didn't have the same mind, spirit that that community has. But you've got people in uh, in Italy, for instance, that I found, and I want to play it before the show is over, that went to that were welcomed into a community from I think it was from um, Congo. It was from uh, it was from actually these refugees in Italy are from Europe, and they came into they were welcomed into this community because it was the community had died basically died out, and they had empty buildings everywhere, and so the 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 sane minds in that community in in Italy decided let's just welcome these refugees put them in these empty houses and and then have them offer them jobs and they do and it's just amazing it's like a utopia of some sort but we've got to go to a break and uh, before we go prince um give us give the name of your youtube channel where you have uh, a service every friday or every saturday it's uh it's called beautiful land b e u l a h L A N D Buta Land at Temple T E M P L E Kefarim K E F A R Y M Buta Land at Temple Kefarim. We got a school for the children. We're building a hospital. Well, they tell me not to call it a hospital. They told me to call it a medical center, medical institute. 
So we're building a medical institute. We have our own cemetery that we're putting together. We're doing a lot down there. It takes time and it takes money. So, you know, we're doing the best we can with what we got to work with. Thank you. And, and I encourage um, those who are interested in learning more about uh, Beulahland to visit them on YouTube um, on Saturday and then learn something, learn some new things, learn how to how to come together in unity and teach. And they, they teach uh, about the Torah and so much more. Uh, it's a beautiful time to come together and learn new things, uh, meet new people and more. And then maybe eventually you'll be invited to the land. But as we're saying, you have to have the mind to rule with the most high over your land, your body, and the land that the most high gives you. So we've got to take a break. Uh, let's see, Naima Latif, I'm going to open up your mic. If you're still awake, I know we delayed it a little uh, and hear a few commercials. Um, and then we'll be back. I want to really share about this community, how we can welcome refugees in the United States uh, where we don't have the problems that we're seeing in this country. Uh, it's just uh, a shame. Well, actually, I won't say it's a shame. It's a great lesson on how not to welcome refugees into a country or an area that we're seeing in the United States. But we also know it's intentional. A lot of it is, is, is intentional to divide and conquer uh, in, in the United States. There's so much going on politically uh, and so much going on in, in the cities that has been planned for years, we're finding out, to disrupt the American way, uh, to bring in conflict, turmoil, and so much more. And so that's why we need to follow the guidance and the wisdom of Prince uh, Israel's community and develop our own communities. And Kwame has talked about the Overground Railroad, but we've talked about that so many times. In fact, while we're waiting for uh, Naima, I'm going to open up. Uh, Mama AZ, your mic is open. I see you with your hand up. Did you have a comment you'd like to make? I I do. Can you... uh... Uh, oh heck! Uh, can yep. you hear me? Hear you? Yes, I can hear you. Uh, greetings, family. Um, greetings, brother Kwame and uh, brother Prince, uh, brother Kufi, Craig, everybody. Uh, brother Prince is is on point. I, I see it more and more and more now, where I where I'm located. We don't love ourselves, meaning people of color, uh, copper people, uh, however you want to put it. Uh, We do not love ourselves. And the brother is correct. When Caucasian people roll they don't care if they if they if somebody in the in the uh clan whack the head off or whatever most of the time they still come back together and roll for the bigger picture and the greater uh advantage of what it means to stick together i don't even think we will ever learn in this lifetime you know, how to be one with ourselves. And it's sad. 
It's, it, it's just sad. And Brother Prince, roll on over there to Brother Kwame's um, campsite and partake in the sweat lodge. Thank us, Brother Kwame, for doing what you do for the planet. Thank us. Peace. That would that would be very um, interesting to see or hear that the Native American traditions blending with um, Beulah land. Wow, I could just see that yes. vision there. Yes, um, I see it. Yeah, I, I see it. So take a moment, Brother Prince, and and roll on over there to Brother Kwame because we're getting ancestor uh, uh, knocks at the door. And so let's let's, let's do this because your people, your land, uh, where you are would greatly benefit even to learn how to put a sweat lodge up. I've been campaigning way before I met Brother Kwame to for people who look like us to roll in the sweat lodge. I've been like this all of my life. My people come from Oklahoma. Uh, so, you know, let's do that. Thank us. So, what, Thank do you think, you. Or what do you think, Prince? Is there room for Native American teachings uh, in Beulah Land? We are Native Americans. <laughs> I said that in my speech, you know, in my portion when I got the opportunity to speak. We were the indigenous uh-huh. peoples here in this country. So sure, we right. can we can talk, we can see where we can meet and make things happen. Absolutely. All right, that sounds exciting. Uh, because um, I mean, that just opens the door to more wisdom. And when you say you like, you're right. Don't please don't call it a hospital. It sounds like you should just call it a health center or something like that. Because uh, hospitals have a bad name these days, and and even the word medical, uh, I know I know the type of medicine you all would be practicing, but promoting health and, and, and well-being is the way we want to go, natural versus hospitals and, and medicine. That's, that's the problem. The old paradigm is certainly uh, chiropractic uh, energy. In fact, energy medicine is really the new paradigm that we all should be looking at uh, versus medicine and hospitals. So thanks for correcting on that one um, to bring us to a new paradigm of health and and how to take care of ourselves. Because, again, if we're masters over this body, um, then we're going to be practicing differently uh, than what our parents and what people have been trying to teach us uh, in the past. Uh, so that's how, uh, so Naima, are you, um, I'm trying to just wait for Naima. Before I go to this next audio, I'm looking for Naima to play the next uh, group of commercials. Uh, let's see. How migrants, otherwise I want to, I, I before we go, how migrants and, and refugees are being welcomed in a tiny village uh, in Italy, it's just so. Uh, so I just think we can learn so much in this country about how to welcome uh, migrant refugee because it's a problem. 
I think all of us agree we got a problem. Houston, we got a problem. And part of it is our leaders have not uh, planned well for uh, the people who have to leave these war-torn regions. So here's a, a little clip about how Italy goes down in Italy. It's a short 10-minute drive up the coast in Italy's southernmost region of Calabria to the hilltop town of Riace. At first glance, it seems typical of a town dating back to medieval times. There are narrow, winding streets and a 16th century church in the main square. Men pass the time, as they have for generations, playing cards. But there's something very atypical about Riace these days. While much of Europe is reacting warily to migrants and refugees from the Middle East, South Asia, and Africa, Riace welcomes them with a smile. Daniel Yaboa is originally from Ghana. I've known him for many years, this woman says. His children were born here. <laughs> A familiar face here in Riace. Yaboa goes house to house collecting trash and recyclables along with his trusty donkey. He's been here seven and a half years. He says he was forced to flee death threats in Ghana after his wife converted for him from Islam to Christianity. You have a life here. Yeah, of course, you have a life here. And the people here give us a chance to feel like home, you know. They are used to, to foreigners, they are used to welcome everybody here. So I'm very happy and I'm here now. <laughs> this couple, Yasmin and Shahid, arrived in Riace with their daughter in November. Yasmin says they fled Pakistan because her life was threatened by government officials. The family was bounced around migrant camps elsewhere in Europe for months until a knowing camp organizer got them transferred. Why did they move you to Riace? They say they, it's a good place for, uh, for the family. It's different. Nobody's calling us every day. You have to go back and this and that. We are enjoying uh, to go to school with our children. Yes, we are thinking about our problems also, but yes, you can say we are free now. More than just a handful of refugees live here. Of Riace's 1,800 residents, about 400, or 22 percent, are non-Italians from more than 20 different countries, a fact proudly displayed on welcome signs. They are from uh, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Somalia, Syria, every part of the world. Vengo da Syria. Vengo da Pakistan. Hearing this next generation learning Italian, and their parents as well, is music to the ears of Riace's mayor since 2004, Domenico Lucano. Over there is an Albanian family. Over there is a Pakistani family. They're an Afghan family. This is a tavern we brought back to life. We're all about renovation and giving back hope. For Mayor Lucano, helping refugees settle here is not just the right thing to do, it's practical. What would the town be like without refugees right now? Simply put, Riachi would no longer exist. That's because by the 1990s, this once thriving town of 2,500 people was becoming a ghost town, suffering the fate of so many small, old towns in Europe. Its population had dropped almost in half as young people moved away to find jobs in cities and left behind empty houses and shuttered businesses. The one public elementary school almost closed. Then, one day in 1998, fate sailed in. A sailboat washed up on the beach of Riachi. The people aboard were Kurds from Iraq and Turkey. For me and others, it was a sign. 
Bahram Akar was among the 200 Kurdish refugees crammed on the boat, drifting across the Mediterranean Sea. We ran out of food. We ran out of water. It was getting too hot. The boat was small, and at times we were taking on water. I slept for three days with water to my knees. During their eighth night at sea, the boat washed up on the beach in Riace. The Red Cross came immediately to help. People from the town, priests, everyone was running to help. I liked how when the sun came up, I saw the geography was like a second Kurdistan. I said, I'm not going anywhere. I want to stay here. A car has lived here ever since, becoming fluent in Italian, raising a family, and working in construction. That boatload of Kurdish refugees 18 years ago was also a eureka moment for Mayor Lucano. Rather than seeing them as a threat or a disruptor, he saw them as the town's future, an opportunity. Young refugees in search of better lives needed homes, and Riace had hundreds of empty ones to fill. Even if you're here by yourself, you get your own house, because this is the strategy that we launched from the beginning. The whole town is a migrant center. Not only would refugees get their own homes to live in, Lucano started a program to transform other abandoned houses into all types of artistic workshops, giving refugees skills to help them independently earn a living. Migrants and refugees have also found work in the mayor's office and other municipal jobs. Of course, it takes money to make all this happen. The Italian national government subsidizes Riace and towns like it, the equivalent of $30 a day for every refugee for one year. Riace uses the funds to renovate homes help migrants start new businesses, and pay them a monthly stipend. The money also helps Riace rebuild itself. This ravine, for instance, had decayed into sand and dirt. Migrant and local labor is restoring it as a place for livestock and recreation. So where you see the donkeys over there, those donkeys are used to collect trash, specifically recycling garbage. You'll notice it's a pretty clean town. And below that, in each one of these little stables that are still under construction, you'll have more and more livestock. Over time, Seeing results like this helped persuade skeptical townspeople that welcoming migrants is worth it. This woman says Riace has changed for the better. And this convenience store manager says he would not be open today if it weren't for all the purchases made by refugees. Including an influx of 1,000 refugees last year, the mayor estimates between seven and 8,000 have come through Riace since the late 90s. Most have chosen to stay for only a short time, eventually heading to northern Europe, where they may have friends or family or perceive better prospects. But the hundreds who have stayed for good find benefits and sympathy. Riachi is hosting a particular group of people, not people who come for economic reasons, because the locals from Riachi are leaving for economic reasons. The people coming here are from parts of the world that are at war. When they say that migrants bring nothing but trouble, look what beautiful things she brings. This woman, Adela, has a job as a weaver that pays about $800 a month. She says she fled Afghanistan after the Taliban killed her husband, a bookseller in Kabul. She and her daughter endured an 18-month journey by foot and by bus to a refugee camp in Greece, where Adela met a man who joined their journey. They're married now and have been in Riace since December, living in this comfortable apartment provided by the town. I'm sorry for the people who come by sea, those who make it and those who don't. Whenever I see them on TV, I'm shocked, shocked. I always cry and ask God to help them, help them all. Despite the mayor's best efforts to accommodate migrants, sometimes he falls short. These men came from Nigeria with their wives and children. Lucky has been here since the fall of 2014, 
He has a two-year residence permit, this one is my residence. a place to live, and a $200 a month stipend for each member of his family. But neither Lucky nor his friend Naosa have been able to find steady work. So the most problem we have here is uh, a job. A family man cannot live with a wife and picking without no job. I have to work. That is the problem I'm crying for. I asked the mayor what would happen to those Nigerian men. With respect to all the migrants we welcome here, we don't have the resources to find work for every one of them. But what I can say is that no one has ever left because their temporary job came to an end. No one has left because the state has told us that these people need to leave. That's never happened. Mayor Lucano says Riace will continue helping as many refugees as it can. And he hopes to inspire other European communities to open their arms too, to people like Adela and Bara Makar, people caught in modern conflicts who found refuge in a medieval town. I feel like it's my hometown, truly. All my friends are here. Everyone in town knows me. I like it here. I'm always looking ahead. Now I'm happy in Riace. Riace is tiny, but it has a big heart. So what can we learn from that one little town that has been able to um, make a difference in people's lives and house people escaping from other countries because of war? or other reasons. I, I just think it's such a great example of what can be done when, and as long as we have war going on and country, cities are not prepared. Why in the world would you send all these migrants to cities that are overcrowded, that don't have the housing? And in all of the United States, there is so much land available to help people start off, even if it's on a, with a tent, on open land or, or just camping out. I, I'm at a loss to understand why our government uh, is allowing this influx of refugees and not being more prepared. Well, part of the reason we know is that they want to disrupt the lifestyle of Americans. They want to cause division. And uh, we don't know about the sleeper cells that are coming in and all the political uh, uh, decisions that are being made that are creating the mess that we have in this country. What if they just planned to have the open land, the, the, uh, the, uh, the empty buildings prepared for migrants and refugees? Anybody have any suggestions as to how uh, any city at all can be better prepared uh, to accept and process refugees or migrants. I have if I have another um, example of my the, the refugee migrant situation. Only this is from China. I was really surprised at how far uh, people are willing to travel to escape the uh, warlike conditions or just the government, the, the horrible government situations. This one, this next one is about Chinese migrants who actually traveled all the way from China to the United States and trying to come across the, um, 
the border, Mexican border, I believe, to find a better life. Many of we are just so unprepared for the warlike situations that are creating these refugees and migrants. But here's just a short story about migrants from China. Latino migrants crossing the Rio Grande dividing Mexico from the U.S. is a common sight. But what is less common is Chinese migrants making the same dangerous attempt. This woman says it took her a month to get here. The number of Chinese migrants crossing the U.S.-Mexico border has increased sharply. According to U.S. Customs and Border Protection, nearly 10,000 crossed on foot from October to April, compared with just over 2,000 who crossed in fiscal year 2022. This man goes by only his surname, Xin, for fear of retaliation against his family in China. Back home, he worked construction and struggled financially. It's really hard to survive in China. He traveled for 42 days through South America to the U.S. This trip is really tough. Everyone's feet got lots of blisters, emotionally and physically. It's all very, very tiring. Many Chinese migrants take similar routes, flying from China to Turkey and then to Ecuador because of its relatively loose visa policy. From there, they travel by foot and bus through South and Central America to the U.S.-Mexico border, some paying a guide or asking for directions along the way. In response to VOA's request for comment, the Chinese embassy wrote, the Chinese government has always opposed illegal immigration and adopted various measures to stop illegal exits. This video shot by VOA Mandarin went viral on Chinese social media, prompting the former editor-in-chief of China's state-run Global Times to respond on Chinese social media Weibo. He wrote, China is progressing rapidly, and now the vast majority of Chinese people don't need to take the risk of swimming across the border river. Catholic Charities of the Rio Grande Valley says about a month ago, some 100 Chinese migrants a day were arriving here at this Texas shelter. This man from Shanghai made the journey with his wife and daughter. He's using a pseudonym, fearing retaliation from the Chinese government. All Chinese people know our Chinese government is too powerful and too controlling. Some of these migrants say they heard about the South American route through postings on Douyin, the Chinese version of TikTok, where those who have made the journey describe what to bring, where to meet a bus, and where to find bathrooms and food. This man, who chooses to use only the name Wang because his parents are still in China, explains why he left his homeland. I don't have any hope for the future of China. I feel like it's going to get worse, going back to the time of the Cultural Revolution. Professionally, what I did in China is not valid in the U.S. I'll need to find low-level jobs. Work that Americans don't want to do, we'll go do. I'm already mentally prepared. Many of these migrants say they plan on moving on to New York or California, where many Chinese live, to face the challenge of surviving in a new land. For Haizuan, Mo Yu, Ning Wu, and Victor Hugo Castillo, Elizabeth Lee, VOA News. So I just wanted to highlight for just a, that few, those two videos, how the refugee migrant situation can be um, solved or at least can be worked in a way that people can experience a better life coming to another country if we have leadership 
that is planning for this chaos, but we don't have that. And that's why um, it's so important to develop communities like um, we were talking about earlier with uh, Kwame and Prince Israel that help us uh, grow in a community that has the like-mindedness of being masters of being masters over your own care, your own body, and ruling with the creator. Now, this one last video I want to share with you is from Noam, Noam Chomsky is a Jewish man who uh, people listen to a lot because he has a lot of wisdom uh, about the Jewish community and other things. But this one in particular, someone is asking him about whether the case, the Israel's or the Jews are Khazars, and his his answer was um, pretty enlightening if you are listening to this discussion about Khazars and Jewish people, because um, he brings in uh, the idea that it has nothing to do with DNA, but it has a lot to do with the culture of a people. So this is only about a four-minute audio, but listen to the wisdom from this man about debates on Khazars and DNA and all this conversation, when, again, we're defining Israel as any human soul, any human being who rules with in harmony and and unity with the Most High Creator of the universe versus the chosen one. So here's a little uh, wisdom as we uh, prepare to close. Are you familiar with the Khazar theory? There's a theory, it's widely accepted as anti-Semitic, that, that, that Ashkenazi Jews come from the Khazars and they don't, they're not Levantine. But it's, DNA tests... It's not anti-Semitic, it's a question of fact. So uh, Shlomo San, for example, has argued that, I think probably exaggerated, but it's simply a question of fact. If my ancestors from the Ukraine have Khazar uh, roots, changes nothing. I'm Jewish. My grandfather was Jewish. Uh, uh, My family happens to have a uh, story saying that we're descended from the Baal Shem Tov. Okay, that's part of the culture. Doesn't matter what the DNA shows. Uh, We live, I mean, this is a point that Ahad Am made uh, over a century ago in his lectures on the two Moseses. He says, yes, there's a Moses of history which who may have existed, may not have existed. There's a Moses of culture, and that exists as a cultural phenomenon. And it's the cultural phenomenon within our cultural tradition, whoever Moses might have been, and if he even existed. Yes, that's true. We live in a world of cultural traditions. Makes no difference what the DNA says. So, okay, if the DNA says we're not descended from the Baal Shem Tov, uh, hence back to King David, uh, but we're descended from somebody in the Caucasus, makes absolutely no difference to our identity. We should stop this silly game altogether. It's maybe of some scholarly historical interest, but of no significance for the modern world. The modern world is the cultural entities that we're part of, okay, uh, social and cultural entities. And the, uh, so we should throw all that aside. Put, you know, they can play with it in biology labs in Israel where they're intent on 
showing something absurd. Uh, but we live in this world with its own cultural, social, political structures. And in this world, I'm Jewish, no matter what the, what the uh, DNA shows. Uh, there is an actual existing world in Israel-Palestine. I've already reviewed briefly what it is. Sharp discrimination against Palestinians within Israel illegal settlements uh, in occupied West Bank, destruction of Gaza. Those are the major phenomena we have to deal with. And there are ways to deal with them. And talking about what happened in the Bible is not going to help. Now, there's an old man on his way out. And there's Probably many people don't agree with him, or if you do, uh, it's interesting to have a discussion about But you, any of, if any of you have any comments on that, I would love to hear them. But my comment is this. Uh, an old man who believes that doesn't matter about DNA, doesn't matter about uh, what the Israel is doing to prove whatever they want to prove, that they're the chosen ones, it's a cultural thing. And and that's where we can have some really interesting discussions with our American Jewish men and women who are coming out of the idea that they are the chosen ones. And that's what this show has been about, is to just help us to have open discussions with our neighbors and friends who are waking up. This old man, Chomsky, may not ever change his mind. As, as, the, as the saying goes, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And that's the way it's going to be for some people his age. But these young people are really looking at their lifestyle, their, their families, uh, what's going on in Gaza, and they're saying, oh, something's got to change, something's got to change. And those of us who have consciousness, who are waking up, who want to see a change, who want peace on earth, we should be ready and willing to have conversations with these young people who see the need for a change and they don't want to stay in their old traditional ways of living, thinking they're the chosen ones and they got a right to defend themselves, which is total idiot nonsense. So uh, that's where we are in February 2024, it could change at the drop of a hat. We, things are going to happen fast, I have a feeling, uh, in the next few weeks, even months. And we should all be ready to share love, compassion, and especially wisdom during these times where people are so confused about everything, and their diets, their lifestyle, uh, how to change, and so forth and so on. And even the refugee situation, we're so confused. The uh, New Yorkers have a right to demand that they uh, export anybody who's here in, in their city beating up on the policemen and who are, don't want to follow the law. And yet somehow there's a, a disagreement or conflict about that. Insanity, insanity rules these days. So that's why I, I love doing these shows that bring us another thought pattern, another way to look at what is going on in our society, in our world, and realizing it's just time to have conversations, deep conversations in some places that open us up to 
work together as Prince Israel introduced, working together, bringing unity, bringing harmony, and growing our own food, and and just uh, realizing that we can make a difference. We can make a big difference on this planet, starting with our minds. So we only have a few minutes left. If you have a comment, uh, Kwame, Mama AZ, uh, I think I still have Naima's. Your mics are open if you have any last comments. Otherwise, we're going to say goodbye global family. Uh, let me see. Sister Viata. Yes, go ahead. Yeah. You played Norman Chomsky, and what happens is, is there's, we have this generational divide. And yeah. the thing that we have to do as elders, we have to, yeah, we have had the experience and we have had the time that, you know, has given us a certain amount of wisdom. The part that we have to begin to understand is, but they come in with purpose and knowledge that we cannot perceive, and we have to be willing to help to build that which they come to build. And the yeah. part of it is is that we stand on the, the, the ancestors that were before us that have crossed over. You know, I, I learned a great lesson with my mother crossing over is because she born, she had a birthday in which she birthed me onto this planet. And she, in turn, left her body and joined back with the spirit world, but she left me with the mother that we're all going to be left with is called Mother Earth. And how yeah. we use our mother, and this is why the Overground Railroad creating the Oasis, because they're urbanized them from their mother and we have to yeah. come back into order because there's a there's a, a nature's order there's a, a natural order to us as humans and we've got to see indigenous people of this land because we are this is where they're now attempting to go back to always looking at you know, what was the indigenous teachings, and now how can we take that and put it into technology? All of that's not going to It is not going to work. We can, we can, we can use that, that techno-spiritual, but we have to all there's divine intelligence over artificial intelligence, and that's the challenge that we're in. Dr. V. Yes, ma'am. Uh, today is a five, and uh, if you add the digits up, that's change. So thank you for everybody's uh, comment today on the show. It's about change, and we as a people, copper-colored people, it's not going to work, family, if if we don't love each other and especially ourselves. Change. Today is a five. Peace. Thank us. And, and Brother Kwame, if you like, I'll share your number with uh, Prince Israel. And uh, the same for you. If you want to get in contact with Prince, I'll give you his number. Yeah, you can. You can. I was going to ask you to, you know, I was going to text you and tell you you could my number and communicate because we're right here in the same area. And, you no, know, everything is in divine. Is, 
that's why he was on. The comments were made, and we responded in the way we did because that's the way the Creator works. Hallelujah. Thank you all for coming together tonight to listen, learn, hopefully share We've what you've learned. Of our show today. So but you can, we can hear every show develop in the for unity at www.talkradio.com forward slash Tomorrow morning you can also is on the Mo- Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash the female solution. Leave your comments about today's show. Activity you can and she has reached me on my website at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimalatif.com. Hallelujah. Listen to our radio shows. Order our books. And be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Xie Zanyaba, Japan, Kamsanida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, In Hawaii, aloha, aloha. We love you. Stand strong, Lahaina. Stand strong, Maui. You got this. We love you. We're sending prayers. And everybody, keep the faith and keep shining your light. Shalom.